Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast, number 121, with Kyle Chisholm. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, brought to you by Maxis Namira and the folks at Firepower Oil and Chain and um, Batteries. Um, yeah, listen, we just did one of these with Chiz a little while ago, but as I state in the show, I really wanted to uh, get him on and talk to him about uh, the, the the revised plan for, to go racing these seven rounds and and what he thinks of them, the pros, the cons, and all that as a, as a guy that's been as a factory guy and as a privateer. And as you'll hear in this show, he explains some of the drawbacks for being a privateer like himself uh, for these seven rounds. So uh, interesting to, to get his take on that. Also, he breaks down the Roxon ET battle for the title. He breaks it down pretty good, too, uh, because uh, he's cheers. And we even got some JS7 news in this podcast. So thank you, FXR Racing, designed by racers for racers. FXRRacing.com, their official gear of Kyle Chisholm, of Filthy Phil Nicoletti, uh, the Club of MX guys wear FXR Racing. Uh, a ton of dudes wear FXR and do very well with it. Pulp MX 30 is the code to save with those guys. Also, I want to say thanks to Race Tech Suspension. Just got my suspension redone, oil changed in it. Got 23 hours on the on the stuff, so I figured it was time, right? Uh, Racetech.com uh, for more information. I'll get you right spring right. They'll dial your bike in. Uh, vintage bikes as well. Uh, flat trackers, uh, dirt bikes, street bikes. They, they cover it all. Anything suspension. Racetech.com will have you covered. And they, they're doing motors now too, so uh, they do a lot of work. Uh, do, do a lot of good work with motor stuff. Uh, A-Ray running a Racetech motor, for example. Speaking of A-Ray, thanks to Maxis as well for coming on board the MXSTs used by himself and AJ Cantanzaro Namira Pistons and the folks at Firepower all on board with this and uh, thanks for listening everybody appreciate it preview of Salt Lake City a little bit from uh, from our buddy Kyle Chisholm so here we go as promised on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life podcast number 121 it's my buddy Kyle Chisholm what's up Chis how are you man I'm doing good just ready to get back racing excited Finally got some news that we can go race and yeah, yeah, just same old, just ready to race. I know exactly right. Listen, I know we just did one of these a little while ago. It wasn't that long ago, um, but I really wanted to get a guy on the line who's an experienced racer, uh, factory rider, uh, privateer, all of that kind of stuff, and you know can kind of give me some thoughts on what Feld has done here with the schedule going forward. Seven rounds all in Salt Lake. Everybody kind of knows the drill, but. I really want to get drilled to the bottom. Uh, speaking of drill, I want to drill to the bottom of kind of what the thoughts are on this. Um, I guess first of all, Chiz, uh, I, we've texted a little bit here and there during the during the stoppage. Um, it looks yeah. like you've been riding a little bit, uh, and obviously you're ramping that up now. Yeah. So when everything first happened, like after day, like race Daytona, um, I rode like Tuesday with Malcolm um, at his place because he was down here for a few weeks on the East Coast Wing. So we rode. And then, like, the news kind of came out that we might not be racing. Uh, my truck was down here. Like, the race team truck was down here after Daytona. He left, like, Wednesday morning or Tuesday morning. And I went riding, kind of got the news that it might be canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, he got up there. And, what, Thursday or whatever was canceled. Yep. So I rode, like, one day after Daytona. And then it was kind of in limbo. And I talked to Dave Prater. And he was like, because at that point, you know, they had already canceled like yeah. Seattle and Denver, yep. but there's a chance on Detroit, but then that got kind of clipped right away too, I think, if I remember right. So my truck driver lives in Colorado, like the west side of Colorado, like almost the Utah border. Mm-hmm. So I told him, because uh, at that point, Prater had said, he's like, if we do anything, it's probably going to be maybe Vegas or Arizona, yep. you know, at that point. Um, and that's when they were talking about still doing it like at the normal time, almost just all in Vegas or Arizona or even Salt Lake. 
So I told my truck driver, I'm like, just go home and hang out. We'll see what happens. Um, but by the time he, you know, like I forget, but everything happened so quick. It was yeah. like pretty much at then it was like, before we knew it, it was now we're racing in September, you know, Supercross. So I'm like, shoot, at that point, I'm like, I don't have enough like parts budget or bike budget. Like my bikes would be worn out if I <laughs> kept, kept yeah. You know, if I kept, mo- yeah. if I motoed from now until September, so I'm like, well, shoot, you know, I, I wasn't planning on doing outdoors, maybe one or two here and there, but I wasn't really planning on, you know, doing the whole outdoor season. So at that point I was like, you know, I might as well take a couple months off, rest up, get some other things in my life done, you know, whatever. And, uh, just wait to see what happens. So I took about a month like of no riding. I still did some training just to kind of keep fresh on that, but kind of tapered down a little bit, did no riding for probably about a month. And then that's when they came out with, Hey, May 15th might happen. And I'm like, okay, I better, you know, make sure, make sure I'm ready in case it happens. So at that point, typically if I'm not racing, kind of like a lot of other guys do, if I'm not racing or like it's off season, I usually ride like four days a week. So yeah, maybe Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. So when they said maybe May 15th, I'm like, well, it may happen. It may, it might not. I was in communication yep. with Prater. I know he was talking to the team, but I would kind of talk to him because I wasn't in on all yeah, those you don't have a team. conference calls. <laughs> yeah. So I would still talk to him. He's cool. You know, and I could get a hold of him just to kind of get, you know, the updates. And he's like, yeah, it's 50, 50. It might be May 15th. We're trying to make it happen. So at that point, after about a month off the bike, I was like, okay, I better be riding. So I was riding like two days a week, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a month, Monday, Thursday, Tuesday, Friday, whatever it would be just to like, you know, make sure I'm not too rusty and just be ready if we get the call that we're racing. Then that got pushed to May 31st. So I kind of continued another week or so of just riding like two days a week. And then as soon as we got where it was like, oh, it's probably going to happen. I've been riding like my normal three, four days a week, you know, the last couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, about a month off, then I was just kind of riding just to be ready in case. And then now it's like, okay, you know, we gotta, gotta be ready. So that's kind of how I, you know, approach, approaching it. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely different for a guy like you. So your truck stayed out there, so that's cool, right? You, uh, yeah, yeah, everything's out there, so that that that's kind of yeah. non. That's easy to do. Yeah, that made it convenient. I said, my truck driver, he lives in Grand Junction, Colorado, so that's like the west side of Colorado. He's like four and a half hours from Salt Lake City, so we didn't know it at the time. Obviously, it would be Salt Lake, but they just, like I said, I was told it will probably be Vegas, Phoenix, or Salt Lake, you know, and that was when it was originally going to happened like seven in a row, like at the end of April or May, you know, whatever. So I was told that, so I'm like, well, just go home. So for Mindy, he went there and that made it convenient. I personally wish we could have done it like in Florida yep. or something, just because travel for me would have been, you know, a little bit easier, but yeah, I yeah. just been home, um, you know, whatever. Yep. But obviously it still worked out with the truck being out there. So yeah, it's all, all good. Um, listen, this is a, a, I was saying this on our, on our pulp show, um, the altitude at Salt Lake, the type of dirt, uh, it's an open-air stadium. This is yep. one of the more, if it was just a normal Supercross series, this is one of the wackier uh, rounds of Supercross for all the reasons yep. I just listed. And now we're doing seven of them. <laughs> so it's going to be a bit of a challenge. Yeah, I think so. Like, you know, we, you always hear, like, the bikes are slow there, obviously, yep. being up at altitude. So kind of bike set up as far as, you know, the engine and, you know, electronic stuff goes um most of the factory teams i feel like they have enough experience at this point that they kind of have it down like dialed for me honestly for me personally not like 
making an excuse going in because I I've had enough experience there mm-hmm. to kind of know yeah. what I need to do. But it is kind of a little bit of a disadvantage to not be on, say, a factory team or a well-supported team. Yep. Um, just because the electronic stuff that they can do and like the engine adjustments they can do, you know, bumping up compression, yeah, yeah. whatever yeah. they need to do, um, they can almost, from my experience, they can almost make it to where your bike kind of feels like normal. Because mm-hmm. let's be honest, being on a 450, the bikes are fast as crap, you know, at sea yeah. level or you know normal altitude. Yep. So you get up there, you know, they can make them better. You know, they can make them too fast in normal conditions. Yes. So when they get up there, they can kind of bump it up like they would down here to make them too fast and kind of make them feel almost normal, you know, whatever. So yeah. it's it's still not the same. But, you know, I feel like on that side of things, like for the Roxon and Tomac battle or web, you know, I feel like they should be pretty pretty set in that regard. Mm-hmm. But it's still an adjustment, you know. It's still not the same. What about the altitude for you? And, what about the altitude and, for you? For me personally, I've never been affected that much by it. Uh-huh. Um, so my like kind of theory, I don't know if there's any science or I don't have anything <laughs> like that to back this up, but just like using my common sense, whatever you want to call it. So when I ride like a normal supercross track at a supercross race, you know, they have the graphics on the TV sometimes where you can like see the guy's heart rate yeah. and stuff. And dude, we're 180, 185, 190, yeah. you know, max the whole time. Mm-hmm. Right. So think about it when you're say at sea level, your heart rate's maxed out the whole time. You're out of breath, you're breathing hard, and you're just like that for 20 minutes. You know, it's just what yeah. it is, what we do. Yeah. Right? Right. It's the way that well, it's the demands you, of the sport. Yeah. 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 So you're, it's anaerobic. You're out of breath while you're doing it. It's like put the treadmill on wide open, run as fast as you can. You're going to be out of breath within a minute or two. But hey, you got to just do it for 20 minutes. You're just, you're, you just kind of get used to being out of breath. So for me, I feel like when you get to altitude, or up in higher altitude, like Salt Lake, if I just walk upstairs, like if my heart rate is like normal and I'm resting, mm-hmm. if I get up and say, just walk upstairs or walk up a hill, I really notice it. Like I get out of breath, yeah. but when I ride, you're out of breath you're... Even at sea level. <laughs> okay. So I don't really notice it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see what you like, mean. Right. Like, I don't feel like I get out of breath any different. Now I will say, I would say for a certain duration, because of the lack of oxygen, it's probably going to wear your body down. Right. But I don't like, like when I walk up steps, I like physically notice the altitude, like yeah. being out of breath. But when I'm riding, I don't physically feel the being out of breath. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. I, I would guess you know it just, I, mean? I guess if the race went a certain duration, 20 minutes plus a lap, you might be a little more yep. beat afterwards than a you would have. Yeah, a little bit more. But yeah, yeah but that's, yep. but as far as that goes, your heart rate is your heart rate, right? Like that's, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, and but I will say having seven in a row up there might, and so close, and you know only a few days in between, by like you know the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh race, that's where like recovery might be a little tougher because, like you said, you might not notice it during that twenty minute race, but then like your recovery on say Monday, and then Tuesday yeah. you got a race again Wednesday, so after doing that so many weeks in a row you might get worn down a little bit more, you know, say then, yeah, obviously you're going to maybe get worn down more from having so many races in a row, right. but then the altitude recovery factor, you know, could factor in, you know, down the, down the road a little bit, you know, after a couple weeks of that. Yeah. So. FXR racing, race tech suspension, privateer Island life podcast with Kyle Chisholm brought to you also by the folks at firepower, Namira technologies and Maxis tires as well. Um, overall Chiz, uh, And I, I, you know, and we'll get to some of the, some of the this this thing isn't 
there's some negatives for this for sure. Um, But overall, seven races in 22 days or whatever it is in Salt Lake City. Are you happy with this plan before the Nationals and and all of that? Is this – where are you at on the whole plan? So just being honest, I've went like back and forth. At first, I'm like, dude, let's just race. Like, let's get it. Like, I was like, let's just go. Let's get it done as soon as we can, right? Because when they started talking about, like, September, October, I'm like, yeah, really? Like, I didn't plan on doing outdoors, you know, on my own deal. Like I said, maybe a couple, but right. didn't have plans to do the full outdoor season. Um, so for me, it was like, dude, I got to wait, like, what? like five, six months before I even race again. And it's kind of, that's, it's going to be almost like a new season, Yeah, you know, by the time yeah. we start. So at first I'm like, man, that would suck. Like, I wish we could just go race. Um, so when at first it was like, Hey, we're going to try to knock them out. I was like, all right, yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Then it was September, October. I'm like, man, that kind of sucks. Yep. Then they're like, Oh no, we're going to do it. And at first I'm like, all right, awesome. And I still am pumped to do it. But then part of me just looking at it from like, me running my own little program, my own little team from that standpoint, you know, I have a few sponsors that were like, I set a few of my deals up to pay me like monthly yep. January through May. So basically five mm-hmm. monthly payments, you know, whatever, right. Based on the 17 races over those five months and say, let's say I get five payments from uh, company a, you know, whatever. Right. So the hard thing now is obviously the economy is kind of tough. People getting laid off and just, just everything going on, you know, outside of dirt bike racing. So for me, I'm still kind of in limbo on a few like deals like, okay, well you were supposed to pay me like say March, April and May, you know, three payments and to do X amount of those races to finish them up over those three months. Well, now I'm still going to do all those races, but it's only going to be in one month. So like, am I going to get paid the full amount? Yeah. Is it going to be one month? So for me, it's like, well, that money was budgeted to my race team yep. and sure I'm saving like on fuel and you could say, Oh, you're going to save on travel. Yeah. But I'm really I think not. You, no, I think you would. Michael Lindsay was in on Monday night and you know, when yeah. you, when you count the whole East coast, Boston and back and, and yeah, all of, yeah. I think, I think over and overall, even though you're in a hotel for a month, uh, I do think it'll save you it'll guys money. A yeah. Not a, a lot, yeah, but yeah. a little bit. Yep. The rates that yeah. fell as negotiated with some of the hotels is really good. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, no, that's good. But like my truck driver. Yeah. So for example, and again, maybe it's my fault for doing it like, but, but whatever. So like my truck driver and I don't pay him a fortune by any means. Mm-hmm. So it's not like whatever. Um, he's a good guy just doing it to help. I'm still paying him, but mm-hmm. you know, it's not like he's getting rich yeah, yeah. for me right. by any means. But I did my deal with him basically on a weekly deal or basically a per race per deal. race. Yeah. Not per race, but basically per week. Cause you know, we race every weekend, Yeah. but now we're doing two a week, but he's not even driving anywhere, you know, whatever. So it's like, I still have to pay him per race or do I not? So I've just told him like, not that anybody probably cares, but I'm, I'm going to try to honor it and pay him per yeah. race. So yeah. basically I'm paying him double what I was paying him per week and obviously yeah, yeah. It's for yeah. less, yeah. less weeks, but I still got to pay him, you know, whatever. So, so for me, back to your original question, like, are you pumped to go do it? Of course. Yes. I'm pumped to go racing. I, sitting at home i'm home for a week and then i'm ready to race again mm-hmm. so i'm pumped to do it but i do see some negatives like just like that like maybe there's other teams in a similar situation which maybe their payments were from you know this date to this date and now with it being crammed in it's good that they can fulfill it but hey there's no fans there's no activation yeah so maybe for certain sponsors that's it's like cool you're racing but 
maybe film sponsors were just all about the pits and activation and yeah, that's gonna, know, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's going to be so tough. It could, it's just going to be different for everybody. So in the end, there's not going to be a perfect solution that's going to be happy for that's going to no. work good for everybody. So I, in the end, I'm still pumped to go racing. Sure, there's going to be a few negatives, but there would have been negatives to waiting until September and October as well. Yeah, you know whatever. So yep. for my for my example, if maybe I don't get my full pay for say those three months of what it would have been, I still probably even if I got it, I would have had to wait until September or October to get it anyways. Yep. yep. So it's kind of. Like I said, it's just give and take a little bit, and in the end, I'm pumped to go racing. So. Um, the reduction of uh, series purse money, reduction of the the per race prize money certainly sucks. I get it, though, as I've been saying yep. uh, on on our shows. I get it that that, but that's a blow for guys like you. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So like the Tomac and the Roxon and those guys, it's not going to affect them really at all. You know, what no. I mean? they don't care. Uh, but for like for me, that's that's a good chunk, you know, top 20, like, you know, it's like mm-hmm. what, 10, 10 grand or more. Yeah. So 20%, I mean, that's a couple grand, yep. you know, two, three grand. You are 18th in the, you're 18th in the points right now, by the way. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I mean. You know, that's, you know, a couple, little over two grand just from that, you know, and then minus, you know, a few hundred bucks per race times seven weekends. Yeah. And then we're talking four or five grand, which isn't life changing, but you know what I mean? It's still, yeah. Would you like four or five grand or not? Yeah. But again, it's better than going racing or better than not going racing. And I get it. Hell, the big part of their, you know, their money, their revenue is putting people in the stands mm-hmm. and they're not able to do that. So, so I do get that side of it. And that's again, where I kind of went back and forth with what we just talked about. Like, well, shoot, maybe if we would have waited till September, October, maybe we could have had stand, you know, people in yeah. the stands yeah. and then things like that wouldn't happen. But the flip side is maybe we would have waited and we still couldn't have people in the stands or maybe mm-hmm. they're limited to 10,000 10, yeah. and they're still going to dock, you know, the purse. So all yeah. in all, it sucks, but it's good that we're going racing. It's just, yeah. it's never going to be perfect until everything gets back to, you know, kind of normal. Yeah. So it is what it is. It, we're going to go race and, and, and that's, that's a good thing. How hard is this going to be on Gare Bear to take time off work to stay with you the whole time? <sighs> so that's a whole nother thing for me, which sucks. So, <laughs> You know, my dad's been my mechanic in yeah. all the races. Um, originally, I planned on, like, finding a mechanic to do it. But my dad comes to most of the races anyways, you know, as long as he can, yep. you know, with his work you know, schedule. Yep. And so at first, on the West Coast, he's like, well, I'll just help you out for then. But I was still kind of, like, trying to find a mechanic. Mm-hmm. And then we got back East Coast, and it's like, you know, Tampa, Atlanta, Daytona, yeah. the easy one. So, of course, he helped me there. Well, then the racing quit. So, of course, I kind of quit looking for a mechanic. And at that point, we only have seven laps. So, it's like, my dad's just going to keep doing it. So, I'm like, all right, sweet. It helps me out, you know, from having to pay, you know, a guy or fly a guy in, you know, or, uh, from somewhere else. So, but now doing this. So, my dad's going to come out, you know, a few days early to get the testing done and be able to be in there. He's going to do Sunday and Wednesday. But, like, he can't miss, you know, he owns his own business. Yeah. But he's got to be there to run it. You know, he runs a trucking company. Mm-hmm. So he needs to be there. So he's going to basically be out there a week. He's going to go out, like, Wednesday or Thursday, get the testing done, um, get everything ready. We'll race Sunday. We'll race uh, Wednesday. He'll fly back Thursday. But he's going to get the bike ready and everything first. So I'm, like, good to go. Um, he'll fly back. He's probably going to miss – like the next Sunday and Wednesday. Yep, yep. So my truck driver, Kenny, you know, he kind of knows what he's doing for the most part. Um, I kind of know what I'm doing. So 
at this point, yep, the bike will be ready when he leaves. I can put gas in it and check the chain and check the bolts. Right. So unless I have something major happen, at least I know enough people. Hopefully somebody can come no, and help can, me if I needed can, it. Text me if you need need you know, help, Chase. I can get <laughs> I can get Mathis to come mechanic for me. <laughs> Um, um, it's, so, hey, so that's kind of the plan. It's, yeah. it's going to be a little bit of a, a shit show, whatever you want to call it for me, <laughs> but I'll make it work. It's, it's, I go riding during the week by myself and yeah. you know, so it's, you know, it's, it is what it is. Um, it, there is a couple of mechanics from the area that I'm trying to kind of get a hold of, mm-hmm. uh, that I've worked with in the past yep. just to see maybe they come out for the day, give them a little bit of money, come out for the day and just, you know, be there to help me if I need something, you know, whatever. Yep. So I'm kind of looking into that, but I think my dad will do the first two maybe miss the next two and then do come out for a week again and do the next two. And, you know, we'll just kind of, kind of see how it goes. Kyle Chisholm so. on the uh, FXR racing race tech suspension, private to your life. FXR racing designed by racers for racers. Um, please check them out on the web. Use the code pulpamex 30. When you uh, check out, you can save money on that. Kyle Chisholm wearing FXR racing, I guess. Do you just tell yeah. Andy to get, send you 10 sets of gear, 15 <laughs> sets of gear. I, I mean, good God. I, yeah. I actually just talked to Brad. Yeah. I talked to Brad more than Andy. Yeah, Andy yeah, yeah. You know, just that's that's his his more his job mm-hmm. description. Yeah. Um. So he's gonna just he they're not really letting gear guys for the most part go. He right. Said. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And they have unfortunately a lot of their guys like they help a lot of privateer guys out. Yeah. And a lot a lot of those guys he was telling me aren't going to be able to race or you know aren't going because it's just not worth it. Right. You know by the time they're there a month and just whatever. So he was kind of bummed on that from their side of things that a lot of their guys wouldn't be able to be there and even he might not be able to be there anyways. So yeah, they're going to just ship me. Um, forget what he said. Basically I end up getting like two sets a weekend. Yeah. So yeah. times seven races. Yeah. Right. I think he's going to do like probably eight or 10 sets to get me going. And then he's going to try to maybe come out if he can for like the last right. one or two, if they'll let him. Um, but even for them, like think about it for a gear guy, like FXR, if they, if they said he could go, and they wanted him to go, you can't leave the state. Like, otherwise yeah. you get you need to get retested in like 48, yeah, 48 hours. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So even for him, if he came and left, he'd have to, like, it'd be such a deal to go back and forth. Yep. And he can't really probably stay there for a month. You know, he's got other stuff to do, I'm sure, in the yeah. office and, yeah. you know, whatever. So that kind of, you know, makes it weird too. So, yeah, they're just going to send me gear and be, be on my way. So, uh, race yeah. tech suspension as well. Pulp 20 is a code to save. Get your motor work done. Get suspension work done. Michael Alessi winning Fight Club, Chiz, with race tech suspension. Champion, the yeah. number one jersey and everything at Fight Club. He had it. I got to come. I got to come. I, I told uh, Rob Bidos and, and and those guys that were that kind of put that together, I said I want in on the next one. So, <laughs> no, you're too, I, and, you're too fast. No, you're too fast. You're too active. You can't do it. No, you know, you're still yeah, racing. Yeah, Mike. Mike is that. I know, I, but it was only because he was rivalry with so many people, right? So, I know, I know. Um, but I was so I was talking to Millsaps, yeah, to Davey, because me and him and Mike were like, so RV is like I think two years younger than me, okay, maybe a year and a half, and then like, so I'm born in December of '87. Uh, Davey, his birthday's in February of '88. Yeah, so like he's two months younger than me. And then Mike was May of 88. So he's like five months younger than me. So No, you said not 80s, you're 87. They're older than you. Yes. No, no, I'm older. I'm oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Right. Yes, right. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, I, yeah. So I'm December 87. Davey's February 88. Mike is uh, May of 88. And then RV is like, I don't even know, maybe later 88 or 89 even. So growing up, 
like because the way I don't even know if it's still like that, but the rule growing up was whatever your birthday is, January first, that's the class you raised that yeah, year. Yeah, right. So we we grew up like me and Navy being from Florida and Mike, you know, at the Nationals since fifties. We were like rivals, like all through amateurs, like from fifties all the way through. Me, Mike, and Davey would just battle. There were some other guys, obviously mixed in, you know, along the way too. But me and Davey, especially both being from Florida, we would race local races all year together, you know, all the way growing up. So, but for me, being my birthday in, in December, like yeah, when you it was were already five, you were always in yeah, the other class, get, yeah, yeah. Like every other year, I would get bumped out. So like when it was seven to eleven or twelve to thirteen or the age groups. You know, when I turned 12 in December, the next year I would ride the 12 to 13 class, but they wouldn't turn 12 until a couple months later. So they would stay down that year. Yep. So there's a few years that we wouldn't race. So, yeah, but anyways, I was talking to Davey um, about just we're messaging back and forth and we're like, they need to get me, Davey and Mike and RV all racing together. Like my last year at the U.S. Open on an 80, I think Davey won. I got second. RV got third, something like that. You know, on 80s, back right, when I was, right. I was probably thir- thir- 13, yeah. you know, whatever. So, yeah, we need to have a, another little reunion. Yeah, we can do that. Battle. Right, so, absolutely. Yeah, yeah the, the stories I hear of Tony and Big Dave are, are phenomenal. Uh, phenomenal. My, my dad and Tony have gotten into it so many times. Oh, was Gare Bear? Yeah, Gare Bear, too? Uh, yeah. Oh, I feel yeah, like Gare Bear would stay out of that. I feel like he'd be... No, he... He was he was a mini dad back in the day. He oh, he was, was? Oh, not shit. not as much as like yeah. maybe say Tony, yeah, like yeah. mini dad, whatever you want to call it. Right. But he would don't he, yeah he was. I'm surprised there wasn't uh, any big fights. You right, know? right. Like, there was definitely yelling. Yeah, yeah, for them. sure. Like, it's uh, just funny nowadays. Like you know, I rode for Tony. Yeah. You know, a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, nothing bad anymore. I'm friends with Mike, and you know whatever. Yep. But yeah, definitely had some history there back. But in the day. but you have to you you have to admit, like all of us, you were. Uh, shaking your head a little bit, the number one jersey for Fight Club. Yes. Okay. Thank hey, you. Thank you. So, so I know what he. I know where he had it from. Yeah, from I Tampa. Like, no, I know. I heard. Yeah, from he got, Tampa. Right. Because yeah, he won the year before, and he was at the Tampa race before Daytona, oh, and obviously I raced it as well. It's and he ran the number one plate. It's. I had to give him crap about it. it it's it's a little much, and I like Mike, but yeah, it's a little much. Yeah. Um, yeah, he he's just in it. It's it's Mike. It's it's what. It is. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Kyle Chisholm, also using Firepower over fifty years' experience in the industry, Firepower commits to quality, value, and service for your machine. I've used the Firepower batteries, Firepower chains as well. They offer chains made in Japan, featherlight, featherlight with lithium batteries, and oil to stand the test of any power sports vehicle. The all-new Firepower motor oil was built from the ground up by a leading OEM manufacturer and is the highest quality. Support uh, your local shop. Uh, go to Firepower today and uh, and go to pick it up. Firepowerparts.com. Uh, everything good with the Firepower into things, Chiz? Oh, yeah. They're awesome. They uh, I just kind of got to know those guys this year. That Now that I finally have a bike that has a battery and an electric start, Yeah, uh, that was sweet. So, yeah, uh, yeah no, I run, their, I run their chains and batteries. They're awesome. And for me, like running the chains, to be honest, like in the off-season, that was one of the biggest things, you know, doing my own program and choosing what, companies I work with and what parts I use. Yeah. That was something that I really, I spend a lot of time personally because that's a, an important thing for me, especially in Supercross. Yeah. You, know, you don't have any mishaps with your chain. And that was a big thing. So for me, just putting it out there for you know the listeners, for me to trust that chain yeah. and to race with it, you know, it's kind of speaks for itself. So awesome company to work with as well. Yeah. Um, awesome products. And yeah. just really, they're like one of my favorite sponsors to work with. Yeah. Kyle actually, and Kurt kill it. They do a great job. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. They just, I just did a post like yesterday 
I did it a couple of weeks ago, but I finally posted it yesterday. Um, my dad has some old jet skis in a boat and stuff. And we took them out to, to, to take them out in the water back like a month ago and they were dead. And I'm like, we're going to go buy batteries. And I'm like, wait, let me hit up the guys at firepower and see if they make a battery that, you know, works for these things. Of course they did. They overnighted me batteries. We put them in and they're sweet. So they even like, wow, not nice. even for your dirt bike, yeah, they make yeah. so much other stuff too. So yeah, definitely check them out and backing up, not to back up too much, but race deck. I know we were talking about that a minute ago. I'm not personally using race deck right now, but I have worked with them quite a bit in the past. An awesome company. Um, I'm currently working with a local guy here in Florida, small company, active ride. He does an awesome job. You know, if you're local here in Florida, but race deck guys are awesome. Motor stuff, suspension stuff, awesome company to work with. So yeah, I they didn't are. want to skip over that. Yeah. yeah, they're great. Fantastic. Um, uh, Maxis as well, Alex Ray using the MXSTs, and uh, of course the folks at Namira Pistons as well, Alex Ray using the, those pistons as well in his two-stroke bike that he's, that he's racing. Um, physically, Chiz, uh, uh, Sunday-Wednesday format, how's that going to be? Any issues? And do you anticipate practicing at all? Uh, so physically, like the Sunday-Wednesday thing, I don't see that being a problem. I mean, like, to be honest, it should be easier. Um I think what I think we have one less practice than normal, um, and then like I said, it's Sunday and Wednesday. Typically, and I ride with all the guys. I've ridden with all the guys all the yeah. years: Chad, right. James, Kenny, you know, Baggett, all, everybody. Um, a typical schedule for us is race on Saturday, fly home Sunday. Uh, at the most, it's ride Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, mm-hmm. fly back out Friday race Saturday. So think about that. We're riding. And if you don't ride Monday, like for me personally, once we get going, I'm probably only riding Tuesday and Thursday. So I'm going to race Saturday, fly home Sunday, uh, Monday, just maybe do some training, recover, Mm -hmm. ride Tuesday, train Wednesday, ride Thursday, fly Friday, race Saturday. Like that's a schedule, right? Yep. So we're not flying. So you already have that makes it easier. And we're riding, yeah, racing, but we're still just riding. It's the same as riding two days instead of, for me, three or four days. Mm-hmm. So, dude, it should be easier, if anything. Right. Yeah, racing's a little more intense. But, dude, we're riding two days a week, and you're not traveling. You know, you're not flying back and forth. Yeah. Which that, you know, doing it, it takes a toll on you after so many weeks of doing that. So, like, and then second question um, about riding, to be honest, probably not that much maybe one day yeah like say if we race on wednesdays maybe like a friday i might be able to go ride somewhere or something like that but how many places are there going to be to ride i I heard i heard a factory team i heard a factory team rented bracken hall's place so there's bracken's place which i wrote for them in 2016 yeah it's a little bit out from salt lake city but i wouldn't be surprised i kind of figured somebody would be getting out there on on their place and he's got a super super nice place and awesome track to ride at. So it doesn't, I don't doubt it one bit. And if they are, um, I'm hoping it's a factory team that I'm can get in with and go maybe ride a little bit if I want to. But to be honest, I'm not really that worried about it. We're riding a couple days a week. That's almost what I would normally do during the season anyways. So um, yeah, I think, I don't think it should be a problem. The guys, the guys that are making a stink about racing two days a week, it's like, dude, you travel, yeah. back and forth and practice during the week. And for us in Florida, it's freaking, you know, it's, I'm sure it's hot by you, but yeah. hot and humid. Yeah. We're riding Supercross in freaking May and June. It's hot. Like it's 
not fun. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be pumped on the nice weather in, in Salt Lake. Yeah, yeah, no, so. it's going to be good that way. I wonder if we'll get snow or rain. I mean, this time of year it's different, but that's, that race has presented one, some stuff to us. Yeah, that's that's one thing that I think being later in the year than when we normally race there, I've looked at kind of the weather forecast. I think it'll be more on the good side, but I don't know the weather that well there. And being an open stadium and having so like two races per week, I think that opens the door to more chance of weather because, you know, when you just at Salt Lake once a year, you're like, there's that chance of rain. But when we're there seven times, there's just seven, six more chances of having weather. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. No, for sure. But, but it, I, so for me personally, I've had my best result at Salt Lake back in 2010. I got, I think fifth at Salt Lake. And that was the year that it rained. It rained, it sleeted, it snowed um during during the race and remember uh kevin windham won yeah, and yeah that was his last race that he won um i was like third for most of the race and i think dungey and short got me with a couple laps was that? i ended up fifth so yeah yeah uh, that was motor concept days yeah yeah so, no i remember that um yeah. so i had good good experience right there, so i like i like Salt Lake. it's uh you know it's not perfect and i've and i've gotten some texts and some people on twitter that i riders complaining and i'm like bro just yeah. uh, it's not perfect for all the reasons you just talked about earlier chiz like yeah let's just go racing and figure it out and yes it's going to be weird and strange but we'll we'll all figure it out yeah. you know so uh yeah it's just yeah. it is what it is i mean nothing like we said nothing's going to be perfect for everybody right and like when you think about it guys like think about like because i ride with him like sexton or even like ferrandis like those guys, if they had to stop in the middle of their championship, get on the four. Well, I know Sexton get on the four fifty yeah. yeah. and ride it all summer, and then get back on the two fifty and finish his championship. And then even like for Fernandez, let yeah, he would have stayed two fifty, I think, for outdoors. But then like he would have to finish his championship, yeah, and he would have way less time on a four fifty. You know, if we didn't finish until October, you know, for for Supercross, it's like going back and forth on the two fifty. You have a lot less time to be yeah. ready. Um, it's just nothing's going to be perfect for everybody. No, so I'm, no. Listen, I think deal with it. Let's go race. It's the same for everybody, and just do it. I'm not necessarily a fan of the goat, but is he put out a tweet that said, uh, "If you don't like it, then don't go." And and I kind of yeah. kind of side with that a little bit. Uh, I like that yeah, tweet, yeah. you know, because uh, yeah, it's yeah. not going to be great for me. I'm going to be away from my wife and uh, my yeah. dog and and all that stuff, and and I got to do somehow figure out how to do shows from there and and podcasts yeah. and blah. blah. It ain't great. That's, you have you have two kids at yeah. home. You know, yeah. Yep. It ain't great, but we'll get it's we're getting it done. Yeah, it's going to be a challenge for everybody in different ways, like you said with you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think we just got to all make it work, and and hopefully, the good out of it is there's not a lot of other stuff going on like we've all talked about. So maybe we'll get a little bit more yeah. mainstream exposure. Not holding my breath on that, obviously, but no. you know, hey, it can't hurt. It can't hurt, you know, to have races going on maybe a few more people watch it and yeah you know whatever yep. so um yeah. as far as the tomac roxon thing uh the altitude the dirt tomac's like five hours away or something i just this really yeah. favors his 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 championship hopes don't you feel i mean on paper and like looking at it like, yep. when, like logically yep i think yes it does but so one thing that i had kind of thought of and actually i don't want to I guess give out too much personal stuff. Not that it really matters, but kind of mentioned to Kenny and we kind of talked about because I, you know, I ride with him quite a bit during the week. And, you know, like I feel like Tomac is no, and I like Eli. I'm kind of buddies with Kenny. I like him too. So I'm not like super biased one way or the other, but like look at kind of history. I feel like 
I feel like Tomac, let's say when A1 rolls around, right? Everyone's been away for a little while, you know, not racing every weekend. I feel like Tomac always struggles at the beginning of the season to kind of be consistent and like he kind of gets going. And then once he gets rolling, it's hard to stop him, right? Well, dude, I feel like for me as a racer, this almost feels like going to A1 because we've all been away. No one's seen each other. And we're all going to come in there like fresh and ready, right? I I could see Eli like – Taking a couple rounds. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and like not being ready. And that's where Kenny is so good at like ripping the start, checking out, and managing the race, right? Right. So from a consistency standpoint, and that's another thing, we're not having as much time during the week to kind of regroup or whatever, which it could go either way. But I think if Kenny gets there and puts the hammer down and Eli takes a little bit to maybe get comfortable, like we've seen, you know, he gets maybe arm pump, not being so you know totally comfortable. It's I feel like if Kenny could get out there and get knock out a couple of wins quick, that could put the pressure on Eli and go it can go either way. Yeah. You know, whatever. So yep. yes, from the altitude standpoint, it can be an advantage. I personally think fitness wise, it's not gonna matter for those two guys. They're both in really good shape. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's gonna matter that much. Bike wise, they're both on really good teams. I don't think that's gonna matter that much. The only thing that might, to me, favor Eli is being used to the feeling of the bike the way it is there. You know, I think they're both going to make, both teams will make the bike good. Yep. But I think Eli is just going to be like, oh, I don't even have to get used to it. Yeah. Like, probably he has to get used to it more when he goes to the race normally because he's going from altitude to north to more normal out, you know, altitude where now it's like, dude, I don't even have to adjust anything. Like I'm just, you know, engine and like bike power wise, he's just like good to go. He's got it dialed in. But like I said, Kenny's on such a good team yep. as well that I'm sure they'll have it dialed. But I mean, yeah, I, if I had to pick, I'm going to say it favors Eli closer to home. The dirt is probably more similar. Um, and in the altitude thing, but like, right, right. dude, Kenny, Kenny knows how to ride a hard back track. It, the track it's been so hot in Florida and we have had you know not much rain dude the track was so it was more hard pack and slippery than a California track was it really you know, yeah, okay. right. yeah you know yesterday yeah so I, I it's to be honest I don't think you're if let's say Eli wins it's not gonna be like yeah Eli won but I mean he had an advantage that's why he won I don't think that would be fair to say yeah right maybe, maybe a slight advantage just because he's more used to riding in that environment. Right. But dude, it's going to be a different track in a stadium. It's, I, I don't think going to Salt Lake for the last round of the championship, I wouldn't be like, let's say they're tied and everything was normal. They're tied going into the last round at Salt Lake. I wouldn't be like, dude, Eli's got this because he's got the advantage. They're tied up. It's the last round of the championship. Eli's going to win this because it's Salt Lake City. Like, I wouldn't yeah, think Yeah, yeah, like right. Yeah, you wouldn't so be there, right? I don't think – maybe, like I said, he might have that slight advantage. You could argue that. But I, I think it's still going to be the best man that's going to win, you know, whatever. So Right, right. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, interesting to, to hear. So yeah. a couple things. Uh, one, I th- see you've also ridden at CR22's old place that was bought by an English kid with the, with the Lawrence yep. brothers. Um, how much comedy are the Lawrence brothers, first of all? No, I haven't rode there. Oh. I haven't been there since I've been back. Oh, I thought you had. I've, okay, all right. No, no, I haven't. Um, 
I would like to get out there, but I've been, I've been motoring with, uh, I've been at James's, um, riding and at Stewart's and then at, uh, Moto Sandbox most of the time. So have you noticed someone around Moto Sandbox at all? Helping Chase at all? A certain, somebody? A little bit. And, and, uh, at their own place a and, little bit. And, yeah. and what's that like? His name is Ryan with Schmame Stewart, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's good. I'm a right. I is he, is he back? Is he is he coming back? A little bit. I mean, you, he came to Tampa. I know, He's been but a, a couple of races here, you know, whatever. Um, well, remember I showed you my tax at A one. Yeah, you know, I know. So I kind of knew this was kind of in the works a little bit from the get go, and maybe some other things down the road. Dude, how can he teach him? anybody how to so, ride? He doesn't. He didn't know what he was doing. He's amazing. No, he, he knows. I don't think he can teach what he does. <laughs> right, just right. Special, but he is—he is smart. He kind of knows. So now, me and me and Chase have been motoring, and he's been out there. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Most of the time, doing you know, me and he's been watching us, and we've been doing motos together. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so oh wow, it's, yeah, it's no, good. this is. Kenny, like you, you Kenny know. had it on his story. Kenny kind of broke it on yeah, his story. I, I, so. I saw it. Yeah. yeah. He snuck, snuck his dog in there. And, <laughs> I know. Uh, I said to him, I said, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm, that's I'll cool. Be at, I'll be at uh, Moto Sandbox tomorrow. Yeah. And then Stu's on Friday. Right, right. So, um, yeah. You feel as good as ever yourself? You feel sharp? You feel fine? Like no, yeah. like mid-season yeah. form type deal? Yeah. I mean, it's going to be – you're going to be a little rusty, like especially for me personally – once I kind of get in that groove, get through the first, like, you know, five races or so, you kind of get comfortable with, for me, I guess it's a good way to say you get comfortable with being uncomfortable because no matter what you get to the race and we have you know 25 minutes total on the track and then you go race. So like, you're not like super, not like you've done a thousand laps at the practice track. So you're like, you know, super comfortable there. So for me, you kind of get going. And you kind of get comfortable with getting uncomfortable. You get used to the, how the guys are building the tracks and kind of just get in that flow of like getting used to the tracks and getting them down quick, going fast at the race when it counts. And so now being away from that for, you know, a, a, quite a bit, I think going in probably for everybody, that's why I say, I feel like it's going to almost be like an A1. Right. Um, you're going to have to get used to that being in the stadium you know, having a quick couple practices, get the track down quick, a new track around all the fast guys. You know, you're not comfortable with your little group of riders at the track you're comfortable on. So for me, I think that's going to be, you know, if you're going to have to get used to that again. But riding during the week, I was a little rusty, I'd say, the first couple weeks. Because like I said, I took a month off the bike completely. Uh, but but now I feel pretty good. Back to pretty much normal. Like, I can compare my lap times yeah. on the same track to where I was, you know, a month or two ago. Yeah. Cause the track for the most part, you know, hasn't changed. Right. Um, and, and I feel good, uh, good on the bike. I, like I said, I was a little rusty, you know, maybe just like breathing hard, you know, the first couple of days and just timing off a little bit and just, you know, getting riding the proper technique and you know, all that for supercross. But I feel good a couple of weeks in, I was good and feel good. Now I've been doing motos. I've done way more motos now than I did before a one. I mean, you know, I rode, four times on the Yamaha before before yeah 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 we covered so, that yeah. So I've, yeah I've rode I've rode way more now you know going into this so uh feel feel pretty good yeah uh also Namira Pistons on board with this show uh since 2001 Namira has been supplying factory level pistons and gaskets for every make and model from two wheels to four from weekend warriors to winter x games Darren Mees and Supercross uh hero Alex Ray Namira advanced piston tech 
has increased engine performance and reliability without increasing your budget. Follow them on Instagram or visit online at namira.com. Forging champions one piston at a time. Thanks to those guys for coming on board. And again, Max's tires and uh, firepower parts, uh, firepower batteries, chains, and oil. And of course, the big ones, Race Tech and FXR Racing as well. Pulpamex30 is the code to save at fxrracing.com if you want to get the same gear that Chiz had. Uh, a couple more questions before I let you yeah. go, Chiz. Thanks for thanks for doing this. Um, yeah, no worries. So I, I called up Tapia a couple weeks ago for one of these. Oh, I was going to ask you about that guy. So to be honest, I haven't listened to it. Yeah. But Devin said that he has talked about us a little bit. So he, he, yeah, he said, now he said, you're kind of on board with the earth is flat theory and that uh-huh. birds, birds might actually be robots or something, but you just don't want to no. say it. <laughs> no. I'll be honest. I'll, I say how it is. No, I jokingly. So think about this. And I, and I'm not saying, so like people listening, I'm joking. <laughs> I really this this part of it I really I really don't think. But dude, have you ever seen a baby pigeon? <laughs> no, I haven't. No. no. Dude, I, the government's got cameras on a pigeon. No, oh my god. No, for real. Hey, that hey, that is a real theory. Like I don't believe that. Like, like I'm I'm right. joking when I say that, but that is a real like people say that. But then dude, when you throw a thing out there I've never seen a baby pigeon. Now I'm not saying that that's true, but yes, dude, right, right. it's pretty funny when you think about that. Right, but right. no, as far as the, the earth is flat thing. Okay. So here's my stance on it. Right. Obviously Devin is like, and I don't know what he said and like just being friends with Devin. Yeah. I know like, he's not like a hundred percent dude. The world is flat. Like I believe it. Yeah. But he's just like, dude, maybe it is. Maybe. Whatever. <laughs> I, th- I think he's like maybe like 75, 25, like it is versus it isn't. I'm like, you know, maybe the opposite, like maybe 20% it could be, but 80% it's okay. not. Okay. You know All right. right. Okay. So, and here's my thing, right? Of course he's brought it up to me and I've like, yeah, he, 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 like stuff, on the show, right? he, on, on a podcast, he yeah. said that you're kind of on board. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So here's what I like my theory on it, right? Is only like, okay. Well, and I, and I don't like, I don't even remember stuff I've seen cause I don't even really care. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make a difference to me either way. But like, you remember like back in the day, like like hundreds of years about whatever years ago, people thought the earth was flat, right? Yeah. And then like and then then it's not. And then there's still to this day like people like conspiracy people that say, Oh, the earth is flat. You know, whatever. So like why is that? Like that's just one thing. Like, why did they used to say it's flat and then suddenly it was a globe? Right? Obviously they say and people went to space and you could see the earth as a globe. And like I'm not like, hey, we didn't go to the moon. But like, I don't know. Did we really? They tell us we did, but do we know if we did? I don't know. I'm. I think that we did. I would like to go to the moon personally. Honestly, yeah, I would be one of those guys that want to go. But I'm like, what if we did? That's all I'm saying is like, what if we didn't really? Like, what if not? You know, whatever. Uh, so yeah, I'm just yeah, like, yeah. so I just look at it like, you know, we're taught in school that it is a globe, but like, who told them that it's a globe? I don't. You know, like, that's my only question. Sure. Like, sure. What if they just told us that? Right. I don't know. I, I, but I but know. like I said, it's probably more than 80-20 on my side. That, yeah, it's pro- probably 2020 not. is the is the can, year of uh, conspiracy theories for sure. Exactly. Yeah. But no, you know what I mean. I'm not like, dude, the earth is flat. I'm like, maybe there's some things that could make sense, but like, probably not. No, no, no. no I just so, wanted to, you know what? It's, and I'm not just telling you that. I'm not just saying that. Like, right. that's, I tell them, like, that's, I'm like, it could be, I guess, certain things could like, make you think that but right 
Uh, probably not. I just wanted to do a podcast with him because he's he's been in the trenches for a long time, going at it. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and I don't yeah, necessarily yeah. agree with that kind of stuff, but I think he yeah. deserves props for for all the work he's put in and and made main events and you know and done done yeah. well at times. So yeah, that's all. Yeah, um, Devin. Yeah. He's he's a good dude, and yeah, like you said, he's made main events even last year. Yeah, like he made a couple main events, I think. So like. But- whether guys get hurt, like, dude, he raced. Not an easy thing to do. Got in the monster so. cup. Yeah, he got in the monster yeah, cup and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah no, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good dude. So, all right. Uh, well, cheers. Uh, I'm sure we'll be talking a lot uh, coming up here shortly because uh, uh, we know. are all going to be stuck in this Salt Lake City uh, uh, area. So. I know. Did you find a roommate? What are, what are you doing? Are you staying in a hotel? Or what yeah, you- I'm going to stay in a hotel. Wygant looked into an Airbnb, but shocking, it was too expensive. Yeah. Um, dude, you know. I'm... I, I still haven't booked one. I've been looking for like a few days, mm-hmm. really probably like a week. Yep. But I'm trying to get Brittany and the kids to go. And obviously they won't go to the race, yep. but just go and hang out. So back to our, you know, your wife yeah. thing. So I, I found like Airbnb that was like, okay. So think of, think of it like this. This is me. You know well, me. Oh, I want to, I want if people to, just, I want people to realize that you're, you're maybe the second cheapest human being ever, oh, or I'm maybe the, the first. Right. Right. I, I would argue the first, but maybe not. <laughs> okay. So, so anyways, so I, if it's just me going, I'm staying in, in the rig in the motorhome with the truck driver, and I'm not getting anything. I'm just sleeping at the track. I'll get a rental car, but I'm staying in the rig, you know, at the track, so in the motorhome. So that's what I would do. Now, if Brittany and the kids are going to go, I would like that because I'd rather not be away for you know three and a half weeks or whatever it is. And I'm like, okay. Let's look at getting an Airbnb because I'm not going to have yeah. all of us stay in the motorhome. Right. So I look and I found a few that are like, you know, maybe 11, 1200 bucks, you know, with tax and stuff, it ends up being, you know, 1500 bucks for a month, basically. So I'm like, hey, it could be kind of like a vacation. I'm only going to be racing a couple days a week. We can go like hiking and take the kids to do stuff if there's stuff, you know, whatever. Go explore, like get away. We're gone for a few weeks. It'd almost be like a vacation, you know, whatever. The kids have been stuck in the house. We've all been stuck in the house for whatever. Let's just go and do it, right? So I'm like, okay, I got one, 11, 1200 bucks. Let's go. Brittany looks up. Obviously, you know her. Yeah. She's looking on Airbnb. She finds one. It's nice. It's sweet, right? It's like two bedrooms instead of like a studio one, you know, with one bedroom or yeah. whatever. And it's like 2800 bucks. And I'm like, dude, I'm already splurging. Yeah. Because I'd stay just in the truck. Yeah. At like the 12 to 1500 range. And she's like, no, this one, look how nice it is. Dude, it's got like Viking refrigerator and all this crap, right? <laughs> it is super nice. Yep. And it's like in a nice area. And I'm like, dude, like, come on. Let's compromise. So that's, I haven't even booked one yet, but I'm probably going to book okay. it tonight, honestly, after we, we're done talking. We so, need to get, got, we need to do a cheap off pod with Wygan and we, you while yeah, we're there. because. Yeah, so yeah. me and Wygan have talked a little bit, yeah. you know, kind of off the record. Yeah. And yeah. he even said, you might have me beat. Yeah. You know, <laughs> We, we, we got to figure this out because uh, hey, the first one with Lake. Phil, the Phil and his, the first one was was a big hit yeah. with people. Yeah, yeah. In Salt Lake, one of these, one of the days, we got to go do it or something. Yeah, one of the races. No, absolutely. To do. Uh, so, so yeah, so you might catch me, but I did get her. She's doing her her money, like her work stuff, and she's been doing really good with that. So she's like, I'll pay the difference. So oh, okay. Her, oh. Make her so maybe maybe it'll so. work out. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, FXR Racing, Race Tech Suspension, uh, Privateer Island Podcast, uh, presented by Maxis, Namira, and the folks at Firepower. Uh, Kyle Chisholm, thanks, man. I know it's late uh, East Coast time yeah. for, for you. I appreciate you doing this. Again, I know I just dialed you up a little while ago, but for all the reasons that 
you just stated. I thought yeah. I thought it'd be really interesting to to get your take on everything and and all that. So, yeah. uh, thanks a lot, Chiz. Uh, uh, appreciate it, and we'll see you soon, man. Yep, I'll see you next week.